This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. David Cruz with the Comstock Report. December 2023 corn is too cheap. Last winter, the February crop insurance price guarantee was $5.90 for corn. Many private analysts thought that that would encourage more acres of corn to be planted than the 81.9 million acres. Their acreage models were off. That was too few acres to sustain production relative to demand as the carryover projection has been shrinking, even though export projections have been curtailed. Corn exports get more weight than they deserve on corn market psychology as they are the tail of a dog called corn demand. Corn exports were 13.8% of use in 2021-22. And despite exports declining 320 million bushels in their October supply demand report, they represent 15.2% of corn use in their 2023 projection. Corn demand is by far ethanol and feed driven, and we will export some corn regardless of the dollar. I bought December 22 corn during a harvest last year, believing that it was too cheap and still own some today. It was right. The fall crop insurance guaranteed price set during October this fall was $6.86 for corn. Long-term corn ownership has been very profitable. December 23 corn got way too cheap again during the seasonal break last summer. We again recommended longs. Our trade page shows us long December 23 corn at 583, which ironically was cheaper than the December 2022 crop insurance price guarantee of 590. How are we going to maintain or grow more acres of corn in 2023 with a lower year-to-year crop insurance guarantee? To me, given that December 23 corn is still trading near 625, it is my favorite long on the Chicago Board of Trade. If December 23 corn is trading just 625 next February when the initial crop insurance price guarantee is set, given other factors including higher production costs and expanding drought, I do not think farmers will add any more corn acres next year. That means further shrinking supply relative to demand. That will result in either a sharp winter rally to add price to encourage farmers to risk planting more corn or settle the issue with a price rally that destroys demand for corn. I do not envision that we can come close to getting the corn acres needed next year with anything less than the equivalent of a fall crop insurance 686 price. Winter is the optimum time to have a drought, and many expect that next spring, if they plant in the dust, the grain bins will bust. Sure, it can rain next spring and summer. Many think these conditions will improve next spring, betting against a multi-year drought, but they may not. They didn't in 1988. It takes more corn on corn to add corn acres to U.S. production next year. If it is still dry at planting time next spring, I do not think that farmers will have the risk appetite to grow more corn on corn, at least not without subsoil recharge and not for $6.25. How will USDA change the 2022 crop yield next Wednesday in the November production update? There are some who think that USDA will increase the yield. It is a matter of regional perception. The extreme east half of the western Corn Belt, along with the eastern Corn Belt, grew satisfactory yields. There were a few records set, as there always are, but as a general statement, it was no blowout. We see the western portion of the western corn belt in the Plain States is pretty much a corn production disaster. The peripheral corn growing area outside the primary corn belt also yielded poorly. 
we are getting sub-APH crop insurance claims here locally, and our local area was by far not the worst of it. They did not even raise good enough corn to grow corn stalks needed by livestock producers west of us. I am still in the pro-farmer crop tour camp for the corn yield. We saw accelerated dry down as part of the fall drought, which robbed us of some more yield. This was the case for both corn and soybeans. Accelerated dry down of corn eliminated the dryer gas bill, but in the case of soybeans, just reduced the yield. I do not think that there is a bearish yield revision coming that is going to make a difference to the larger bullish fundamental picture. End users covered immediate needs with the harvest, but got no significant forward supply coverage. Basis levels should remain bullish. The trade is falling all over themselves, seeing who can predict a larger Brazilian soybean production forecast. It is not the first time that they have done this, but Mother Nature did not cooperate with their previous grandized soybean yield projections. If by chance something happens that undermines their current record-upon-record forecast for Brazil's soybean production, then the soybean market has upside potential. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-4010. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. 